We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. What we do not do is spy unlawfully on Americans. We are leaving in 2014. Period. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse. In order to fight and defeat this enemy, it is necessary to wage a new all-out offensive. You are listening to Biting the Bullet with Luke and Typo. I'm ready. We are fucking back, baby. Week fucking, I don't even know how many weeks. We're, we're on a record type, but we haven't skipped a week in a while. Dude, it has it has been a while. I don't remember the last time we, I think it was the lockdowns in 2020 yeah, was the I last was time the that we missed missed yeah. an episode, dude. Yeah. So it's this been is actually while. impressive for us. Yeah, extremely impressive. Because even before that, it was spotty. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> But I think, well, now that I think now that we're separated, now it's like mandatory. We have to. Yeah. Do <laughs> yeah. Well, well, sometimes it was like, I don't have anything to talk about because we talk about it with each other throughout the week. And then we were like, we got to stop talking about shit yeah, during the week because then we don't have shit to talk about during the podcast. And then it was like, well, lockdowns. And we're like, well, we just want to kill ourselves anyways. So I don't really want to come on here and talk about killing yeah. myself for an hour. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to come on here and tell you guys how sad I am about the lockdowns and how my life has been drastically affected about that. Like, I don't want to be gloomy. Everyone's <laughs> sad. I don't want to come on here and just be like, hey, I'm sad. <laughs> yeah. The only good thing about the lockdowns was getting high in our little house. That was always a good time. Um, yeah. And getting hammered. And playing golf. Golf was good. Dude, speaking of golf, have you did you see that video of the live golf thing that I sent you? Uh, I sent uh, the voice chat. I sent it like not too long ago. Like before. Uh, it was a little bit before. I don't know. What, Anyways, what, happened, it was what like, happened in it? It's like it's like tensions rising at live golf tournament, and it's like the dude fucking cussing out another dude off camera, and a guy just oh shit. Of course. Did you just get a doorbell? Nice. While Luke is gone. I did see your live golf thing, though. The fucking old D. Trump showed up at the the live golf thing. Tucker Carlson, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Trump Jr. There was a bunch of people at the live golf thing, dude. Yeah, but it's kind of weird because of... I think it's weird that all they all them showed up because it's like Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I know. Well, it, it was weird too because there was a lot of people, a lot of like mainstream, I would say, like the like New York Times and stuff were bashing Trump for uh like going to this live golf thing and it's such a big deal. And I'm sure it's like, you know, the PGA probably has a lot of ties to like these major news outlets and stuff and they don't want that the you know this whole brand new golf organization that kind of came out of nowhere just like 
basically picking off all of their best players. Like it's kind yeah. of crazy that it happened. But the the funny thing is, is like Biden just passed this thing and where he's giving like billions of dollars worth of weapons to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, he's yeah. It, I forgot how much it was. I'll find it. Um, but it, it's like a shit ton of fucking money to Saudi Arabia for weapons. It's like to bomb yeah. the Yemen people some more. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like how, I mean, I don't know, dude, I'm not big fan of Saudi Arabia, but I think it's just fucking weird that they're going to bash on Trump for going to this live golf thing, especially, and it's a big deal to the, which is so weird. It's such a weird dynamic because they made such a big deal, such a huge deal. I of like, remember when the Saudi Arabia just killed some like American journalist over there? Yeah. Was it Saudi Arabia or I think it was Saudi Arabia. I thought that was I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. It, maybe it was Israel, dude. Five oh, billion dollars. Five billion dollars. Five billion. Sales. Oh my god. So Saudi Arabia, dude. This is just getting out of hand, dude. We're just giving all this money to Saudi Arabia, Ukraine. Like it's just. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, it was Turkey. It was Turkey. Turkey that killed the oh. American journalists. Same, same, well, same. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure there was a maybe not an American journalist then, but there was a journalist in Saudi Arabia that maybe worked for uh, some. Corporate oh, is that is that news where it was where they like fucking secretly killed him and then uh, tried to say that they didn't? Yeah, maybe it was something like that. I don't I don't remember the details very well, so I, I can't speak to that. But I do just remember they were freaked. Like it was in it was in the New York Times and like LA Times and they, they kind of made a big deal about it because I mean it was a journalist. It was a journalist that got killed. But then it's just so weird because it's like a journalist got killed, but now Biden's giving him lots of money for more weapons to be yeah. more tyrannical. And it's like, what do you think's going to happen? Do you think they're going to get Just, less tyrannical? <laughs> I cannot say this last name, but his first name's Jamal. <laughs> that was the journalist that was killed in 2018. But Jamal and it's Khashoggi. K-H-A-S-H-O-G-G-I. Khashoggi. That's how I'm going to hmm. say it. Uh, a Saudi dissident, dissident journalist columnist for the Washington Post, former editor of Al Watan, and former general manager and editor in chief of the Al Arab News Channel, was assassinated by the agents of the Saudi government at the Saudi consulate in Istanbul, Turkey. <laughs> wow, that's pretty crazy, dude. Isn't that wild? It it seems like there's a lot of shit going on right now that's like movie shit, you know. I know, dude. It's like, it's pretty, I think it's just insane how, like, it just feels like something major happens almost every other day. But, like, the things that what we think are kind of, like, important and kind of stand out, like, they don't always, like, make the headlines and, like, no one, like, pays attention to them sometimes. Right. And it's like, oh, my God, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, like the Julian Assange thing. Like, no, like, yeah, you're not like that's see, a pretty like, big deal. Yeah, you're not going to see Fox News or CNN or any of them, like, you know, really hammer home that, hey, this journalist that was exposing a lot of the stuff that the, the, the military was doing. And, we're, and but now he's being I, I think he's being extradited or has been extradited. I'm not really too sure, but he's being held in like, you know, solitary confinement, being treated like 
garbage. He's probably going mentally insane. He's not very healthy. Yeah. He's probably going to die pretty soon. And it's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I, it's so, what's always interesting to me is like how much Americans vote for the, uh, or like cheer for the little guy in movies. Like we love mm. those types of movies. You know, we love them. I love them. The big box office sales are always like, you know, the movie with like, or like the cult classics where it's, you know, the dude that's just getting fucking steamrolled and everybody's like, God damn, that's so crazy that the U.S. government could do that to him. But then when somebody's like, hey, the U.S. government is doing this to me, everybody's like, no, nah, this guy's a fucking traitor. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's like, it's like, uh, like someone will do something heroic or stand up to the government, but in the moment, they're not very popular. Yeah. they're like labeled the traitor or whatever the an enemy in the moment and then it'll be like 30 years later it'll be like the government's like oh yeah we messed up yeah. and now we're gonna make a hollywood movie about how we messed up and <laughs> vindicate this guy as like some noble person even yeah. though like 30 years ago you people were screaming that he should be killed <laughs> yeah no, we should just like literally take him in the city square and stone him to death it's so crazy, dude. It's so wild. It's pretty wild. It's like the, I don't, I forgot the name of the movie, but I think it's Benedict Cumberbatch or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he was, he was like that dude that he like broke the Nazi code for the British. Oh yeah. Uh, but he was like a gay dude fuck. at the time. I yeah. And they just like fucked him up for the rest of his yeah. life. Well, they like didn't even acknowledge him really. And I think he got arrested or something and was stripped of all of his title and honor and like all Imitation this. Imitation game. Yeah, because he was gay and whatever. And then it's just like, and then they make a movie about what like, oh, without him, we probably wouldn't, the British wouldn't have had the advantages that they had over the Nazis because they were <laughs> basically figuring out what the Nazis were doing before they did it. Yeah. And this guy they really made the movie in 2014. <laughs> so yeah. that's 70 years later. Yeah. And then he gets like vindicated after and, he died. I think oh, he committed suicide. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure he did. And now we hate gays again. So, you know, like, fuck Benedict. Well, they're groomed. <laughs> <laughs> they're grooming. They're Alan grooming Turing. children. Alan Turing is his name. Yeah. Alan Turing. I was like, fuck Benedict Cumberpatch, you gay bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, isn't it fun? That's always funny to me, too. Like, there's just some people you see in certain roles, and you're like, oh, I fucking don't like that guy. Like, I just don't, I won't like him. And like, in person, they're like this soft spoken fucking art nerd. And you're just like, nah, you're the fucking bad guy that killed fucking uh simba's dad like i don't i don't yeah. know you're, well you're fucking well, I, star bro i'm almost the opposite of like that's how like this is weird probably to say but uh it's almost how i feel about like the opposite of like kevin spacey we're like i actually love kevin spacey's movies i think he's a great actor like i i thought that but he's like a scumbag in real life. But it's like, but he's such yeah. a good actor. We let, you know, we let other people <laughs> slide by, you know, like yeah, we, we, we like, have <laughs> we have both of those. We have both like it happened. I guess it happens both ways because there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people. It was like Mike Vick and it was like, 
Yeah, he's yeah. horrible. He's horrible for what he did to those dogs. And it's like, yeah, but he's a pretty good football player, and I think yeah. he's pretty good for the NFL. So, uh, and then yeah. there's, and then there's, and then there's fucking, uh, what's his fuck face? Um, I'm not gonna remember his name. Uh, <laughs> Niners got sat for being a shitty quarterback, but it, everybody says it's because he took a knee. Kaepernick. Oh, Kaepernick. It's like Kaepernick, yeah. and it's like, nah, he just like I. I get so annoyed when people say that he got benched for taking a knee. Like I get so yeah. annoyed when people say that. And it's like, nah, he was, he was benched because he started to suck. Yeah. Like you like, let's be honest here. Like, I'm sorry, but he just wasn't like, he just wasn't that. Was, and he was good for his first elite. couple seasons, but yeah. then he just wasn't. And then he just wasn't. And who was it? Blaine Gabbert that was taking his spot. Yeah, it was th- I'm pretty sure it was Blaine Gabbert that was taking his spot. And Blaine yeah. Gabbert wasn't much better, but then they were like, we're done with, well, like, we can't put Kaepernick in there again. And he's, and that was the first game that they sat him, and he took a fucking knee. And it wasn't because yeah. of the national anthem, but he made it about the national anthem. Hey, good, <laughs> or uh, all publicity is good publicity, publicity. And it's like, yeah. You got your name yeah. out there, and he probably's making more money now than he did in the oh, NFL. Dude, he got like a hundred million dollar contract from Nike. Like, I don't yeah. even blame him. I, I don't even. Blame I take a knee on national television for a hundred million dollars. Like, I would. Yeah, dude. I, fuck I, your I would flag. Use I don't the give a fuck. Veteran status uh, yeah. to the fucking take a knee. If I was in the NFL, like if I got into the NFL after military service, and I'd be like, yeah, I stand with Cap. Yeah, can I get that contract too? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, dude. Come on, I'm Nike. a military member. <laughs> Let's Put me go. on a commercial, bro. Do I get a discount at least? Like, can I get a bigger discount? <laughs> than Nike? Like, can I just get some stock, bro? Like, come on. <laughs> like, dude, the di- I mean, and it kind of it kind of worked out. I would say, like, for his for him as an in- individual, it worked out. Like, yeah, yeah, like maybe I don't really agree with it. Yeah, whatever. But he got hundred million dollars. Uh, then the, the, the NFL, like a couple of years later, then the George Floyd thing happened and the NFL went all woke and shit. And we're like, wow, we made a mistake with Kaepernick blah, 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 and like kind of vindicated him in a lot of ways of yeah. like, wow, he was making solid points at the time and blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't know. I'm not saying I like the guy. I kind of think he's a piece of shit, but yeah, you know, it if works. you make millions of dollars, dude, like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> like I said, you guys pay us enough. We'll uh, we'll be the number one socialist commie podcast in this fucking yeah. world. We already got to be gay on Instagram so you don't ban us. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, we're already halfway the only, there. It's the only reason why our Instagram hasn't been fucking or uh, why yeah. it got unshadow banned. No, I I seriously believe that. There's people that messaged that we post. We I posted. I forgot what meme it was, but someone DM'd me and it was like I posted that meme on my page and it got taken down. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, dude, it's because we have the flag and we say lesbian and gay veteran podcast. So like we're mixing two things together that the the system you know appreciates right now, and for some reason. That's why we're not. I, I swear, dude. I I I fully, wholeheartedly swear that is why we are unshadow banned and not being censored as much is because we're. Well, we are gay now. <laughs> <laughs> we should put we should put vaxxed in the in the bio too. That's true, dude. 
Vaxxed. We should put vaxed. We should put throw some Ukraine flags in there. Yeah. Now Maybe Taiwan flags. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not China. Taiwan, Taiwan flags. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would have been China if fucking Pelosi didn't have to go to Taiwan, but that's fucking ninety million dollars that we get to spend on her flight to Taiwan. That's fucking wild to me. It's fucking wild to me that it costs that much. It's like, bitch, like, why, why? I think she had like four jets scramble with her, like we're like you know protecting her or whatever. I mean, she's the third in line to the presidency, so like, yes, it requires protection when you're going, especially when China's like, hey, we're gonna, we don't like this. And we're gonna shoot I, it down. I really, I really wish they would have shot her down in Minecraft. I, I, be careful what you say. <laughs> I, I, I really wish that she stayed there. I, 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 I wish she didn't come back. <laughs> I really Taiwan. wish she found a nice spot somewhere, grassy, with a lot of stones around it. To stay in Taiwan. To and, safely land in and, the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Just, she's going to have a comfortable six by fucking four bed in a grassy area where a lot of other people lay down to rest for long periods of time. If she just stayed and found her own plot of land to do the same and mm-hmm. put roots in the ground yes. and in mark, Taiwan and mark her place in stone yeah exactly <laughs> like that would be that'd be perfectly okay with me and if China paid for it I mean good on China like they're just I... they're just doing the Lord's they're that's charity yeah that would really bring a lot of I mean did, okay did you see that <laughs> Did you see, uh, I don't know what app it was, but whatever the Chinese people use as social media, but uh, what was trending on in China when Pelosi was going to Taiwan was the Wicked Witch of the West. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. Dude, it's so easy. It's so easy. Dude, that's a thing where it's like, we, we've talked about it a few times, but it's like art mimics reality or reality mimics art i don't remember which way it goes but regardless it fucking goes both ways like it's like it's so easy to just see the comparison between the two yeah and it's like you know and it's like it's like what are you doing it's like i don't really know why why it's really weird that the speaker of the house i mean i guess it's not too weird like i guess back in the 90s when newt Gingrich was the speaker of the house he went there but like I don't know with like the tensions with Ukraine and on Russia and then what was her reasoning for it I don't know I don't I actually don't <laughs> I typed in why did Pelosi and the first thing that popped up was why did Pelosi sell N- Nvidia which is like one of the stocks she sold and made like a shit ton of fucking money yeah yeah <laughs> What's up, everyone? Let me take a second and tell you about our new sponsor, David Day. He offers a legal protection membership that gives you access to attorneys 24-7 for as little as a dollar a day. When you're pulled over, don't talk to the police. Shut the fuck up and call your attorney. When a company screws you over, don't try to call and fight them. Have your attorney write them a letter. 
Take action to be the man of your house and protect your family from the worst aspects of the state. Visit David's website at davidday.com backslash bullet so that he knows we sent you. Um, that website is david, D-A-V-I-D-D-D-A-Y.com backslash bullet. Uh, let him know that we sent you and uh, hope he protects everything you need out there. Let's see. Why did Pelosi go to Taiwan? I just don't understand the reasoning. I don't, yeah. I don't get it. And technically speaking, because like, this was uh, John Kirby or whatever, our secretary of state, I think he is. He, mm. uh, he even reiterated that we are the one like America, like the president follows the one China policy, meaning that Taiwan is part of China. Yeah. Like, so he and he was saying that like oh we don't we didn't we don't really have a comment the speaker of the house does what she wants to do it's like yeah kind of like I mean the president could probably give a say in what the speaker of the house does like you know yeah. hey we don't want you going there we don't need well that's because the president up. has no control over anything yeah that's true but like I don't know maybe his advisors or something like I don't know I just think it's weird how. I don't really understand. Pelosi just... is his advisor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She gets to decide, dude. Let's see. All right. So this is from the LA Times. It says, why did Pelosi pick this moment to travel to Taiwan? We'll see what they say. This was written on August 2nd. So that's today or yesterday. Some 30 years after the young little known lawmaker, Nancy Pelosi unfurled a small flag of protest in Tiananmen Square. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the now House Speaker waged a much more prominent show of defiance against the Chinese Communist Party by leading a congressional delegation to Taiwan on Tuesday. The visit marked the first time a U.S. House Speaker has visited Taiwan in more than 25 years. Why? Why? Why are we going? Rumors of the scheduled trip had prompted warnings of retaliation by the Chinese government and a public call from President Biden to cancel her plans. I forgot that he did say like she shouldn't go biden did say that oh okay i didn't know that but for pelosi there are several reasons the provocative trip should come as little as no surprise it tracks neatly with her long record as a harsh critic of beijing's human rights abuses and an anti-china sentiments in congress right now are so high even republicans are supporting her visit It's also a legacy-building trip that may serve as a capstone to her international diplomatic efforts as she is expected to step down as House Democrat leader next year. Pelosi, now 82, said in 2018 that she would not run for speaker after 2022, although she has more recently been mum about whether this is her last year on Capitol Hill. China's China's threat to to retaliate if Pelosi went ahead with her plan to visit the self-regulated Taiwan which Beijing claims sovereignty over, may have only strengthened her resolve. Once the threat was made, I think it made it even more important in her mind to be there in this moment, said Samuel Chu, founder of the Campaign for Hong Kong. At the time, Pelosi's own record as a high-profile critic of the Chinese government may have had a similar effort on China, leading it to push back more strongly than it would have if a less vocal politician were planning the visit. And this is a quote. Uh, you have to see it in the context that the Chinese government has not been a fan of hers. And that's saying it politely said Caroline Bartholomew. That's such a fucking weird old middle ages name. Bartholomew. 
yeah. a longtime former Pelosi staffer who is now a member of the U.S. China Economic and Security. Re- oh, she's part of the fucking Ch- U.S. China Economic and Security Review Commission. They have resented her leadership on a number of issues on U.S. China relations, human rights, non-proliferation and trade. So it's basically just she's trying to show that she has a big dick. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know. That's I thought it was very strange that Pelosi of all people was going. Like, she's not very intimidating, at least to me. But I guess it's a lot better than maybe it's better than sending Biden or Kamala. I don't know. Yeah, because Kamala went to Ukraine and was like, "Hey, you guys are gonna be in." You're going to bring you guys into NATO. And then like a week or two weeks later, Russia's invaded. So yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if I don't know if like maybe they thought sending Pelosi would be better. I just think it's very strange and just not very good timing. Like I I don't especially with like tensions are very high. I, Russia and China are being pushed together because of this ukraine thing going on yeah and now so now instead of like we haven't even resolved the issue in ukraine and all of our efforts to stop russia kind of are failing so now we're going to spark up tensions with china like i just think that's dumb even if your goal is global empire all right what if we what if we think about it this way china russia and the united states are all the superpowers of the world right like they're basically it's like the big three like those are the big three nobody gives a fuck about england nobody gives a fuck about canada yeah they're part of they're basically just grouped in with the united states um there's there's no one bigger india is kind of right there too but like as much as china's living in like has third world parts of it india is just like crazy third world all over the place very powerful country but it's just it just seems like you don't hear nukes so yeah they definitely got nukes yeah but like not compared to russia china and the united states so it's like all right you got the big three the big three are all failing financially all three of them are failing financially so they're all kind of clamoring for like all right at the end of this what's gonna come out on top as the currency right because all three of them all the people that are in charge they want they want the money they they don't give a shit about being the leader of the free world or the supreme leader of china or fucking the president of russia they don't like those those things carry weight and they carry power but what carries more weight and more power in this world is the amount of money that you can flex because you can just buy things that disappoint you you know what i mean yeah so power and the money dude what if they're that's why you always follow the money and any any kind of like crime follow the money right um but what if what if they're just like yo you guys want to get in a war (laughs) (laughs) you guys uh you guys want to get in a war like let's let's play this up a little bit like you know trying to make some money like well you want to get in a war I don't think they care about how many people they lose. I don't care. I don't think they care about any, any of them care about how many people they lose on their side. Because well, China, a China's got war, a lot to lose. Yeah. China, <laughs> Russia has a lot of people to lose too, but Russia is known for losing a lot of people constantly. Every yeah. war they're in. 
Yeah. That's because they can never like uh, they're always in a money position. They've always been in a money position. This is why socialism doesn't work. <laughs> I feel like but, <clears throat> interesting. What if they, well, what if they're just like you want to get in a war or at least China's play this got, up so everybody's, you yeah. know, making you some money take out a, of it. You can literally eliminate a billion people in China right now and they would still have more people than us. That's insane, oh, yeah. dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's so. I wonder many how people. many people. How many people are in in their military? Oh, that's a good question. Probably, I assume they have. I don't know. I I assume they would have some sort of mandatory service. That would make right? sense. That would just feels like that's more China. Two point eight million soldiers are in China's military. I think that's like almost a million more than us. Because I know the army, I don't know about the other branches so much, but I know the army has a million people in it. 1.195 million active duty military members in the United States. Damn. Dude. So it's like 1.6 million more. 1.5 million more. Yeah. And, and then we have 778,000 reserve forces. Yeah. So we're, we're at like 1.25 yeah, mil. They got, yeah, they the, got numbers. the numbers. <clears throat> that's all. That's always the thing, right? Like everybody's always like, "Yeah, China has the numbers." It would be a horrible war. We talked about this. It would be a horrible fucking war. I think if if it's just U.S. versus China, I think the U.S. still comes out on top. It would depend on what the goals were. I think yeah. if the goal was like, you know, if I like everyone always ethnos like, like they always ethnostate yeah. for <laughs> for China. <laughs> And for the U.S., it's domination of a lesser race. Uh, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I think China might. Submission, submission of a lesser race and ethnostate for China. But like me, like I like America, <laughs> like America's military is, I would say, su- superior where we just put so much more funding and so much more. Uh, I think our, I think more, and we, and we better just, I mean, I don't know if we're better, but we, we definitely have like a lot more resources for each of individual soldiers. Probably that more we have experienced. <laughs> and probably more experienced. Very At true. War. But, All right, I mean, if you so, could say okay. one, one, so, one U.S. soldier is worth like what, 20 Chinese soldiers? Dude, they just got the numbers, bro. They just they'll just send waves. You ever read about like the Korean War, dude, where they're just sending waves <laughs> and waves of Chinese soldiers? Like they didn't give a fuck, dude. They didn't care if any of them died. They had that they had that thing from like the Soviet Union where like the person in the front would have a rifle and like the next four people behind them didn't have a fucking thing, had ammo, yeah. and they would just run and the person gets shot yeah. and they pick up the rifle and keep going. It's like Jesus Christ, dude. Like I don't <laughs> I'd be scared as shit, dude. That was You're Russia. Mowing down. Like, China got fucked up by Japan in World War II. Like, how does that happen? Yeah, that's true. They really got fucked up by that little island, dude. That yeah, that Japanese empire was not something to fuck around with. No, they were fucking savages, dude. They were fucking savage, straight savages, bro. I know, dude. Like, you read about some of the stuff the Japanese did, and it's like, god damn, you guys are brutal as fuck, and they just butchered dozen like dozens of asian countries dude oh just destroyed them all right so 
There's a thing by Brookings Institution that says China's hollow military. Um, I just don't know. I'm I'm trying to see if there was like anything that it's like, like power structure wise. And you know, it's gonna like the problem is it's always gonna be skewed, right? Depending on well, who's th- fucking. Yeah, and this is the thing, dude. They always make China out as this like big bad devil. I just but then don't they'll think say it that is. they're. Yeah, I don't think so either. And I, I think, think but they, then they'll I say think the they same legitimately thing. have been building cities that are empty to fucking make themselves look better. Yeah. Well, like I I, th- I forgot his name, but there's some like god damn it, I, I wish I remember his name and make this so much better. But basically, this economist, I don't remember his name and I'm sorry, but he basically was saying that like the amount of money that the US printed since like world war one like china did that in like 20 years yeah just printed a fuck ton of money and built these like hollow cities and it's so weird i've seen videos of it it's so weird like just these cities of it looks like cities that were built and then it's like looks like i am legend cities it's so weird just empty and then there's like skyscrapers yeah. falling all over. I'm like, dude, what I've is seen this, dude? that. What is going on over there, dude? I've seen and that. And I'm not saying like people will be like, oh, you're sympathizing with China. It's like, dude, no, I'm not sympathizing with China. I think it's just like, yeah, they're an evil regime. I'm I'm very positive. It's not always fun to be under the China Chinese government. They can be very yeah. brutal and do some evil things. And probably sometimes it's worse than what America does. And I'm, I guarantee that. But like to say that they have like this a bit, they do. China has one base outside their country. Yeah. One. Well, all right. So this is the question, right? If you, if it's fought in China, it's a lot harder for the U S to win. Right. Oh, 100%. 100%. If, a lot harder. If no nukes are involved. Just say nukes aren't a thing. No nukes. Yeah, no nukes. Like, nobody's going to fucking nuke each other. Like, no nukes. Um, It's just fucking straight power. And it looks like... So, I'm looking at... I, I don't know. There's something that it's called... What's it called? Globalfirepower.com. <laughs> and it's comparing both militaries. And it's like, uh, so uh, power index, we're higher, we're ranked number one, and they're ranked number three. And it goes over various different things. Manpower, we're obviously, there's like a one million differential. Available manpower, we're at like a 607 million differential, like under. (laughs) Um, Fit for service, we have a 496 million differential. We're, we're lower reaching oh, military yeah. age annually. We're at a 15 million differential. Um, so there on all of these were rank three and they've been ranked one. So overall power still though, we're ranked one, they're ranked three. So even with, that's the thing, even with the amount of people like just having numbers, there's strength in numbers. There's a big strength in numbers, but just having numbers, doesn't mean you know so like and then uh active personnel um active personnel they only have we only have a six hundred and ten thousand differential so that's not too bad 
Um, reserve personnel, we have a 68,000 differential. Um, yeah. Paramilitary forces, we don't have any paramilitary forces, according to this. Zero. Hmm. Um, defense budget, we have a 500, 540, what is that, trillion dollar differential that we're we're on top of we're rank one they're ranked see two. that's that's the thing like just like you were saying earlier where like the money is the power dude it's because of the u.s dollar that gives us our standing in the world that's why we yeah. are an empire because of the u.s dollar so it says 770 trillion dollars for the u.s de- defense budget 230 trillion dollars for the chinese defense budget mm, um okay. external debt we have an 18 quadrillion dollar <laughs> external debt that China doesn't have. Um, we, I guess our external debt is 20 quadrillion dollars. 20 quadrillion dollars. I didn't even do I don't even know what that is. Is that, is that the next level above trillion? Yeah. Quadrillion. That makes sense. Cause Qua- try quad. And then qua- <laughs> quad. Yeah. Quadrillion typo. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. So <laughs> I just never heard that number before. So I was like, well, what is that? <laughs> what is that? Dude? That's mythical. Uh, that says it's our external debt. I don't really know what that accounts for. I don't know if that's money that we're owed or if that's money we owe. I'm guessing it's money we owe to other people. Probably to China. <laughs> what is, yeah. um, our foreign reserve. So I'm guessing that's money that's owed back to us. Uh, we're owed $123 trillion. And they're owed three million two hundred and thirty-six dollars, two hundred and thirty-six trillion dollars, three million, three trillion two hundred and thirty-six million dollars. However, you fucking say that. Um, purchasing power, we're at a little bit of a deficit, not much of one. Total aircraft. All right, so this is when we get into air power. So air power, oh, we're ranked number we one. Shine, baby. Differential, we have nine thousand more aircraft than them. 9,900, almost 10,000 more aircraft than them. Um, fighter aircraft, we have 757 more fighter aircrafts than them. And ours are probably better, to be quite honest. Uh, dedicated attack uh, in air, um, we have a 412 differential that we're above. Um, transports, we have a 696 plus transports than they do. Um, trainers, we have 2,262 more trainers than they do. Um, special mission people, I guess it just said special mission. Uh, we have 774 more people than they do helicopters. We have 4,551 more helicopters, attack helicopters. We have 629 more land power tank strength. We have one, 1,000 more tanks than they do. Armored vehicles, we have 10,000 more armored vehicles than they do. Self-propelled artillery, they actually out-artillery us um, by 2,600. Towed our artillery, they out-artillery uh, us by one or by 395. Mobile, but it's like, are they still using the same ones that they've used since, you know, yeah. the 60s? Yeah, and they probably, yeah, and they probably invest in more stuff like that because artillery can be used like more defensive too. Mm-hmm. It's like if they just put them all like, you know, I'm assuming they're they're prepared for like a naval invasion and even a land invasion. So they're just going to stack up artillery yeah. and they probably have a lot of 
anti-aircraft equipment. They probably stack up. I don't know if that's on there. Yeah. So the the next thing is naval power, fleet strength. They have oh, 293. Yeah. Their fleet strength is higher than ours. Really? Yeah. So their rank is 777, or their rank is one and our rank is three for just fleet strength. So they have a fleet strength of 777. We have one of 484. Um, we have more aircraft carriers. We have 11. They have two. Uh, uh, yeah. We have more helo carriers. We have nine. They have one. Uh, we, have, we have almost the same amount of submarines. We have 11 less than they do. Um, destroyers, we have 51. They have We have 92. They have 41. Uh, frigates, uh, they have 49. We have zero. We don't use that shit no more. Corvettes, we don't use that much anymore either. We got 22. They have 70. Patrol vessels, we have 10. They have 152. Mine warfare, we don't do shit with that. We got eight, an eight score on mine warfare, and they have a 36. Um, we beat them in logistics. We beat them in, I guess, their merchant marines are higher than ours. I don't know what, I don't even know what the fuck merchant marines do. We've talked about this before. We knew merchant Remember marines. That? We were like, yeah. We yeah. were like, what the fuck do you guys do? And he's like, I don't know. I was just on a ship. And I was like, all right, I don't, I'm done asking you questions because you didn't tell me shit. Yeah. It, well, um, it was weird because the only merchant marine that I knew was that guy that worked at the S2 shop. And I, yeah. I, I, for, I don't want to say, I don't even remember his name, but he, uh, he fucking, he, he saw combat in the merchant marines and then was like some. Yeah pogue bulk fueler like some pogue unit in okinawa and i was like what i was like what do you i was like what 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 is a merchant marine dude i was like what do you guys do yeah i have no idea uh i'll look that up too and we could talk about merchant marines because i he was a weird ass fucking guy too yeah he was very weird super he was cool but um ports and terminals we have more labor force they have way more obviously Roadways were better. Roadways, resources. We have more oil. Um, we use more oil than they do. Uh, proven reserves. We have more geography. We have more land. Shared border. We have less shared border than they do. Coastline. We have more coastline than they do. And then waterways. Um, they have more waterways than we do. Uh, so it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of interesting to see it like ranked out like that, but I just, I honestly believe the U S military, if it's, if it's, if it's the same as Iraq, if the goal is the same as Iraq and Afghanistan, we'd be just fine. You mean like take over the country? Well, that's, I don't think that. I don't think that was all right. So I'll, I'll explain myself. So the goal of Iraq and Afghanistan, as much as it was to take over the country, I think it was a prolonged war effort to control that population for as much as possible and use their resources um, without actually having to win and declare, you know, the United States as the victor. If it's yeah. a, like, if we could just, sit there and win battles for years upon years upon years, then we'd do it. Well, I think wouldn't, isn't their main goal in those countries was that, uh, what's it called? Regime change. 
well, I know what the said goal was, but if we look at the goal of what they were actually trying to do, because they've had regime change there, they regime changed multiple times there, but the population didn't want it. So yeah. it's like that. I, I'm talking about what we know now, 20 years plus later, their goal was to get us in, into an endless war to consistently have funding for the military, consistently make money for their um, stock people and continuously throw money at this machine because it keeps it's a money tree for them. So if they could do that with China, they would do it. And I think they would win that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we... I don't know how easy or how hard because like, I think I think, it'd be easy because like, I know that they're, they had plans for like a long time and they still kind of talk about it all the time. And they're still make make Iran out to be like this, yeah. you know, evil, but Iran is a much more effective, like compared to like Iraq, they'd be a much more uh, tougher enemy and would cost, us a lot and a lot of the generals even backed off and were like eh, i don't know about this one because they're not as easy and we have them completely fucking surrounded like well, if you look at a map i think it's terrain i think a lot of that's terrain yes yes i think terrain does play an effect but that's the thing too is like i mean i don't know necessarily how big china is but it's much bigger it's huge it's than... huge it's huge but when you can attack city centers much easier and have a lot more support from the globe to attack china rather than iran because at this point everybody's like you're in the middle east because you're just picking on little guys so you can take their resources you know what yeah. i mean and i'm not talking about why i'm not and i'm not even talking about why they're going to war i'm just talking about if we went to war with china i think eventually if the if the game plan wasn't I don't, uh, that's the other thing that I go back on is like the game plan would have to be obviously submission of their leaders, like absolute submission from their leaders. And it's like basically regime change. Yeah. That's what they and, want. Uh, that's what they want. Yeah. That's what they want. And I think I they would just do that by nuking it <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. But if they that, nuke I... it, you're fucked because then they nuke everything else. Yeah, like on a country, yeah, on a country standing, like the nuke is like the new, like on a country level, nation level, the the nuke is like the Second Amendment. It's yeah, the but what if, they, what if they, what if they just did it like old school? What if they just flew a stealth bomber in there and just dropped the nuke instead of sending like a nuke across the world? What is that? Like, is there a detection system for that? Like, could they just big birth of this bitch? That's a good, that's a good question i actually don't know like i'm sure there's i mean i don't know what the radar systems are like for china or russia because you, know, sure like, you know like in the united advanced. yeah you know like in the united states if you fly below a certain like altitude they can't pick you up on radars i don't know if that's true anymore i know it used to be true but yeah it, uh, like they wouldn't you wouldn't be able to be picked up on radar like what if you just flew like a big ass fucking plane yeah well i know that like enough <laughs> I know that so like the kind of the crazy thing about like between when the big cold war between like the Soviet Union and America now the, uh, a lot of th a lot of times there was like false warnings 
in their yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. They're like, hey, we're we're being attacked. And the only reason a lot I've I've heard this in multiple accounts that like the only reason is because the people that were like supposed to retaliate didn't. They just didn't. Like they yeah. didn't fire back. So like literally it was like people defying orders being like, Yeah, I'm not, I can't do this. I can't yeah. fire a nuke on says but if like an actual nuke actually hit china i think they would automatically assume right away like this is the u.s <laughs> like I, oh, don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think there'd be any second guessing i, I think they'd just be like fuck you boom so and would now... it be smart for russia <laughs> to nuke china <laughs> <laughs> well I'll... And well, take it over. Dude, <laughs> dude, that would be something wild. I mean, I'm, I so mean, like, I don't. Hey, we're in the Ukraine. What are you talking about? I think it wasn't. <laughs> we're, we're in Ukraine. We're not fucking nuking China. Yeah. I know if like, I know for some of the missile systems, like at least for, I know a little bit about America's not much, but, or the, the, the radar systems that can pick up on these missiles that is pretty advanced now. That, oh like, yeah. They I, and I understand fire... that. It's like, yeah. It's but like you, you have five that's minutes. That's what I'm saying. Like if you, you five fi- if you side. fire, yeah, if you fire, and but that's what I'm saying. What if you just drop? You don't fire. Yeah. You don't you fire the missiles. Yeah. You just fucking kamikaze that bitch. Like, hey, bro, I think you're I gonna think die be, on this mission. Dude, dude, like, like you're gonna and you're gonna kill a billion worth of people in China, but you did it for your country. Jesus Christ, dude. I can see, like, you know, I think, I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just, like, spitballing here. But maybe you sneak into China with a spy or turn somebody, whatever. And what if you set off China's own nukes on their own country? Do you think we could get Swalwell to do it? (laughs) Swalwell. I (laughs) I think we could get him to do it. I don't yeah yeah or at least his... he's already got an in yeah he does dude maybe <laughs> i mean there, there's weird connections with like the bidens in china so maybe they can yeah. use bidens well maybe all maybe not yeah. but <laughs> all in all in all like i really don't think china is like a big issue i just don't i think it's a non-issue yeah. i mean pete had said this for a while he said it on fucking uh beanie boys fucking podcast Temple show yeah yeah um he was like china, like what's china gonna do like i'm not worried about china i'm also not worried about russia the most dangerous thing in the <laughs> to united states civilians right now is the united states government like that i mean yeah, one of the big things i mean we're gonna talk about this next week with um control pew but the new fucking uh the new bill that just got passed the house Mm-hmm. you know with for guns it's like that's dangerous and you're right when you were saying that the nukes are deterrents on a national level for different countries it's the the second amendment that keeps people from fucking up your area your property your land yeah it's not and you know there's a lot of people that like they want, they want to like and the, I mean, it kind of worked with like the Cold War. There's a lot of time with like Reagan and Gorbachev. They really did denuclearize where they were bringing down their levels of nuclear missiles they had because they were actually talking and communicating and being like, hey, we don't we don't want to do this, you know. But when 
like if you're a little country, like if you're Iran and constantly you have literally the United States surrounds you literally and they're constantly bashing you in their media. The president's always talking shit. You're firing drones off and killing their general. Like this yeah. is it's just insane. And you're if like and Iran's like, yeah, I mean, it, it to me, I haven't seen anything where they're actually even attempting to get real nuclear weapons, but they're making it like a big deal. Like Iran's trying to get nuclear weapons. It's like, dude, can you and they're blame? Just trying to get And they're just trying to get nuclear power because they're tired of living off the fucking yeah. crazy ass system that we have. Yeah, and it's it's just ridiculous that like even if Iran wanted nuclear weapons, who cares? And like honestly, from their perspective, like yeah, they should. They probably should because like that for for some reason, whatever. Well, I think we know the reason, but the U.S. does not really invade countries with nuclear armed missiles, and they do everything they can to disarm country. I mean, hell. No, I mean, bro, I know Iraq it, had weapons of mass destruction. Well, yeah, even if they took that, like, I'm sure there's <laughs> actually some people in Washington that believe that. And they took that on that surface because and they were like, we can't let, you know, Saddam get nuclear weapons or like that. You know, they're going to stop him before he gets. It's like, why? Why do you have to stop him? And it's like, yeah, they make it seem like Saddam's going to use them or whatever. But what? It, yeah. Why would he use them? I don't know. Maybe we've been bombing Iraq since like all through the 90s. And it's like, hey, I'm tired of being bombed. I'm going to try to get some nukes. Yeah. It's just like, Jesus Christ, dude. These kind con- you know, like the American aggression on all these countries. in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, the American aggression aggression across the war world is what causes countries to be like, we need a nuke up. Like, yeah. do something. Well, it's like, it's oh, it's almost like, uh, you know, a month after George Floyd happened and these riots happened in the streets and then all the lefties were like, we need guns because this is getting dangerous. No fucking shit, bitch. Like, that's what yeah. these countries are doing. It's the same. Yeah, it's the same sentiment. Just if, they, it if from they're a- even if they're. That's not even the way to phrase it, if they even are doing it. And that's just what we said they were doing. And then the time that we said it and we were all like absolutely certain about it, it was proven that it was false. So like, yeah. when's the next, like, like, all right. And I think they did the same thing to Gaddafi where, yeah. I mean, I don't think he even had nuclear weapons. I think he had like some, some stuff that maybe could have in the future let, lead to nuclear weapons, but they, they made him disarm and he did, he complied and he complied and they still regime changed his ass, and he was stabbed in the ass in the street. Like, yeah, what? Dude. dude, it's like, dude, these people are complying with you, and you still backstab them. Like, yeah, it's like, it's, so, it, it's like, it's what? Like getting like, no raped. wonder. <laughs> it's like getting raped, and then them being like, no, I want you to want it. And you're like, okay. And then they rape you, anyways. Yeah. It's like, it's so, it's so ridiculous how, like, that, that's what's so, I don't know, to me, like, realizing, how aggressive and horrible our foreign policy system is and it's like this is why i you know a lot of times will be more sympathetic to other countries and what they're doing because once you realize how evil and destructive and fucking criminal that ours is it's like dude you can't even like blame them sometimes for their shit that they do it's because our country is so fucked dude it's just so (laughs) fucked i don't even know how else to explain it 
It is. Well, and the other thing we were talking about merchant Marines and one of the most commonly asked questions on Google is what do merchant Marines actually do? (laughs) The merchant Marine primarily transports cargo and passengers during peacetime in times of war. The merchant Marine can be an auxiliary to the United States Navy and can be called upon to deliver military personnel and material for the military. So they're basically what the Marines used to be. You know, like how, Uh, you know, how like we started, we were just defenders of ships, of the Navy ships. Like that's kind of, yeah, that's how like the Marines. So it's like cargo ships that they're protecting? Yeah. So it's mostly cargo and passenger ships during peace time. But it's pirates, dude. Yeah. I bet, (laughs) oh, I bet you it was pirates too. Like for that one guy that we were talking about. I bet you. Yeah, I bet he engaged a pirate. I think that's what he said, but I don't, I don't remember. It was such a weird. A lot of times when I talked to him, I was fucking hammered. So, yeah, it was like, and then he'd, I he'd get all, yeah, he'd, he'd get all like emotional about it. And I'd be like, all right, I'm bored with this conversation. You're a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and then walk away. Dude, dude, it was weird because I was like, whoa, dude, it was just weird. Cause I, like, I don't know. I grew up, I grew up in like a military family. So I was like, I don't even like, what are you talking about, dude? What's a merchant Marine? What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't and know yeah, what the fuck a merchant marine. And you get yeah, you would get big sad about it sometimes and you're like, "Oh man, that's that's rough." <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, "All right, I'm done talking to you. You're too emotional for this night right now." <laughs> I'm on my I'm on I'm on my 10th fucking beer and four <laughs> drinks of jungle juice in. Um, I can't I can't have you crying on my shoulder right now. I'm too fucked up for this. Yeah, that's how it goes, dude. Uh, The other thing I wanted to talk about, fucking Carrie Lake took the primary in Arizona and Kansas voted no on abortion. Well, yeah, that's well, that's two separate things. (laughs) I just rolled them in together. See, the Carrie Lake thing, I think, is really interesting just because she was like your guys's news lady for like decades. Yeah, she was hard. Yeah, literally like the nightly news, Arizona, for a long time, long time. Yeah, because I mean, I didn't really know anything about her. Uh, And it it was and then she like jumped, she quit her job and then became like a Republican and was like really big Trump supporter, whatever. You really and start getting into politics. And then you were like, dude, it's so weird seeing her. And I was like, it's super weird. It's super fucking weird. Yeah. Well, it's like anyone can get into politics now. Once, dude, Trump opened the floodgates. Anyone can yeah. get in now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like journalists and politicians are like cut from the same cloth. So it's not super surprising, but it's just weird because like I always saw her on the nightly news. And then now it's, you know, the last time I watched the fucking nightly news was when I was fucking 10 or 12. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like <laughs> fucking what, 26 years later <laughs> and she's like running for political office. She's running for governor, governor. Yeah. yeah. She's running for governor and faces Katie Hobbs in November for the, for the actual uh, election. Katie Hobbs is the Democrat, but a lot of, so the big the thing I want to talk about Carrie Lake was, uh, the blood-soaked monster, John McCain's daughter, Megan McCain, freaked 
out that she won the nomination. And I guess it's not like that. It wasn't like a total meltdown freak out. People are making it out to be, but it's like still like you can see the rhinos in the United States are starting to get worried about this whole Trump train type mentality. And Mm -hmm. it's super interesting. I think that's what you said too. When I, I, I sent you something this morning and uh, let me see if I can find it. And I think you just said interesting because it was Carrie Lake uh, led. I think that's what I, the tweet said, it said Carrie Lake led uh, overnight during these whole um, elections, the primary elections. And you're yeah, like, that's and I, interesting. And it is. It's super interesting to see. Well, like, like kind of like the, what's the best way to put like, Kind of like the establishment hacky Republicans, like John McCain. Yeah. And like Arizona, like after looking at them, like they're all kind of like the Republicans were just kind of like, you know, centrist garbage. You know, they didn't really stand up for anything. They just kind of like towed the line and, and just made their and, money. Yeah, just made just did what they always do. And it's it's kind of interesting because like, you know, McCain did have, you know, a lot of support. I mean, he was the presidential nominee against Obama. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people in Arizona kind of liked him, you know, for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. A lot probably of people in Arizona he's, liked him. Probably. Yeah, probably because he's, you know, he's from Arizona. and It's a big deal. But. It's kind of crazy that like in and and we watched like we got to watch like the McCain and Trump kind of go to battle or like, yeah. you know, uh, McCain kind of represents the old Republican Party. And then Donald Trump's like this newer version. And you kind of see like, and it, you know, and Trump said things uh, to John McCain that I didn't think Republicans would let him get away with. Yeah. Like when he when he made the comment about like John McCain, like I don't like prisoners. I don't like people that get yeah. captured or whatever. And I was like, damn, dude. I, I I was a little bit like even at the time where I was like a little, you know, had mixed feelings about that. Well, I, I didn't like John McCain, but I was just like, damn, dude, I don't know how that's going to work out for you when you go after like his veteran status. Like you're not going after his policy at that point. You're making fun of him that he was captured in Vietnam. Like that's <laughs> appeal that's fucking W. Yeah, dude, that's pretty heavy. Like I was uh so and it's pretty funny that like you know the McCain's kind of lost a lot of their momentum and 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 reputation has kind of been tarnished over the years and you're it's kind of nice and like the Republicans that are like the Trumpers, they kind of describe themselves as like the America first Republicans. I hear at least I hear that a lot. And a lot of the American first type Republicans, I think, I, I mean, I I think are just much better than the general Republicans that we've seen, you know, before. Yeah, they're a little crazy, though, right? They're a little crazy. Yeah. Some of them are a little fucking crazy that uh, Bobert or whatever in fucking. Yeah, yeah. Lauren Bobert. Yeah, in Utah or whatever she's in. I don't I remember think she's what Colorado. She's Colorado, yeah. She's a little fucking crazy. And um MGT Marjorie or MTG Mar- Marjorie Taylor Green. She's a little fucking crazy. Like there's a lot of these people that are a little fucking crazy, and I don't think they're actually that crazy. I think they know what it's like uh dude. All right, so it's like the UFC. It sounds weird to say that, but it's like the UFC or or WWE, where there's a lot of these things 
that it's like this gets a reaction and this makes it more exciting. The more exciting I am, the more attention I have. The more attention I have, the more I get to say what I want to say. And the more I get to say that I want to say, the more I'll be able to get to do. And so that's what they're doing. And they're, and don't get me wrong. Some of the shit that they say is pretty fucking out there. And it's like, bro, these people are fucking wild. And maybe, but it's like a Chael Sonnen. He always brings up uncle Chael. Um, he always brings up in the UFC. There's like some people that realize that they're on a show and that, and like in the UFC, they realize that they're on the show so that mm-hmm. they do show things to make it a show. But then there's some people that realize they're on a show and start to do show things. And then they start to believe the show things and like really become part of the show things. And that's the part that worries me is that some of these people, they're going to believe that the show isn't just a show anymore. It's going to be real. And it's like, what the like? And if they continue on with their rhetoric or whatever, it's going to be like, yo, what are we doing? What hellscape are we living in? Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's like they're they're almost like more radical. Like they're, yeah. they're the radicals of the conservatives. Like they yes. are. They're the, what the Tea Party should have been. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, like, you know, I hear uh, Carrie Lake. I think one of the main things she's running on is border security. Which is yeah, like a big. big deal to people in Arizona. It's, I mean, they're a border state. Like, it's a huge deal to these people. I mean, I think she's straight up said that if she's elected, the first thing she's doing is activating the National Guard and sending them to the fucking border. Which yeah. is like, holy shit. Like, that's insane. But it resonates with so many of the people on the Republican side. And they love yeah. it, dude. I mean, that's what... That's what Trump tapped into when he was running. Like, build the fucking wall, bro. Like, that was, yeah. like, the big thing. And yeah. it's and it's it's just kind of crazy because, like, you know, I think, like, Ducey or whatever might have said things and, like, oh, we're going to send money or, you know, we're going to help our ICE agents or the Border Patrol or whatever. But, like, you know, he's not really doing anything. You know, he's just, like, saying what gets by. And but, you know, like now you're seeing this like wave of like pretty hardcore Republicans kind of coming into power. And it's just totally, you know, it's totally against the grain, like totally against like the establishment. It's totally against like the generic Republicans. And it's just kind of crazy to watch how because I think another one who's running against Mark Kelly is Blake Masters. Have you seen anything about him? uh not really i'll look him up real quick because maybe i have is that is it the black dude no he is a he's a skinny ass white dude okay i'm pulling him up right now i haven't really seen him actually i think i saw one video that you sent me of him that's him like out in the fucking desert with his family and shit or maybe he's in his house yeah maybe i don't remember now but He's another one that's kind of more like this America first type Republican. And I think he just got the nomination to run for senator as well. And he's with Carrie Lake. And I think he has the Trump endorsement. And the Trump endorsement, dude, if you got the Trump endorsement, you fucking Trump. Like when Democrats say that Trump controls the Republican Party, they're not necessarily wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the and like the interesting thing, I'm going to pull it up because I just typed in Carrie Lake earlier. And one of the first things I saw was, fuck, I've clicked the wrong goddamn thing. 
Um, the one of the first things I saw on here. Let's see if it pops up again. Uh, maybe I typed in Arizona primaries. Arizona primary. Um, one of the if I don't see it, I don't know. One of the first things I saw earlier was that Trumpers lose big in primary elections, and it's talking about like it was it was from. I don't remember. It was probably like a CBS or something like that. Uh, but they said that the Trumpers lost big in these primary elections. And to be honest, like maybe it's just the ones that I don't know about. And like, there's like a lot that didn't win, but the ones that I've been hearing about seems like they're all winning. Yeah. That's at least that's what I've seen is it seems like, well, I've also, I don't know if this is true, but I've also heard that a lot of times they're like the Trumper Republicans that are trying to get in the like win the primaries that actually a lot of Democrats will fund their opposition. Mm. I mean, that makes sense. Because I think the I think it, when it comes down to it between like, you know, a Democrat or a generic ass Republican, I think they have a lot better chance beating the generic ass Republican because they just don't bring out the Republican vote and the Trump voters do or the trump people and the america first types do they get you know a lot of enthusiasm from their base yeah so this is all right so this is july 12th 2022 from new york times trump loses support of half of gop voters poll finds and i think that's probably why that's probably what i saw because the first one that i see that was posted five hours ago um donald trump power broker primaries show he retains a degree of control over republicans second one that was written june 15th trump reshapes gop primaries as party notches big win in house special and that was when um the party flipped a longtime democrat house seat in south texas when that lady won um yeah, so maybe I just saw something and I didn't realize. But it seems like Trump is fucking winning. Like, it doesn't matter. It's Yeah, I get it that it's not actually Trump. But his rhetoric and the what he's coming out against, it's fucking winning in a lot of areas. Especially a lot of areas that were primarily Republican for a long time. And now have kind of crossed into the blue, purple, like, color frame um kind of interesting and it's the it's the the, i mean it's just the primaries but we'll see if it's anything it goes to show like the elections in november are probably going to be a lot tighter than people are assuming they're going to be yeah like i couldn't even tell you who mark kelly ran against in no. his election and he won you know like because we talked about that before we we're like you know arizona is kind of i we don't know man arizona is kind of purple like this is weird because we'll have a governor that's republican but two senators that are uh democrats but you know i think kind of a lot of it probably now looking back is there was just no enthusiasm for the republicans that were running against them and they yeah and now that you're getting like i, I don't know the more Trumpy style Republicans kind of coming in. It looks like they 
it looks like they have a pretty good shot dude like i just i don't know like trump it's like trump like you know people say he's playing like 40 chess or whatever but it looks like he's inserting a lot of these republicans that and that show loyalty to him i think that's the biggest thing for him is like you know like carrie lake she goes on and on about this election fraud and she yeah. really buys into like the whole like they stole the election, you know, Biden shouldn't have won. And Trump loves that shit, dude. He mm-hmm. fucking loves it when you basically say he should have won. <laughs> and, and he so like he gives like I've I've seen it so many times where these these Republicans will. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea about the election integrity. I don't really. And honestly, it doesn't really matter at this point. But that is a big issue for a lot of Republicans or the election integrity is pretty big. So like she's going in there talking about like, we're going to, I don't know, fortify the elections and make sure that, you know, it's like what the voter voter ID and, and stuff like that. Like whatever, whatever it is to make people feel better about elections. That's what she's talking about. And it's, it just seems to be paying off. And I really think there's going to be a lot of more Trumpy Republicans. They're going to be coming into office this November and it's it's gonna get fun, dude. <laughs> it's, it's gonna, gonna be interesting. It's it's weird. It was weird when Trump was the president, but when you get a whole bunch of little Trumps all over the country, like that's yeah. just gonna be wild. Yeah, like you know, we just we just said that, like you know, Lauren Boebert and M- M- MTG are a little wild sometimes. They start saying some things that you know. It get get gets people riled up, gets the gets the press upset, gets the regime upset, and you kind of like it. And I kind of think there's going to be like ten more of those people coming into office, at least ten, maybe more. I have no idea, but at least ten of these kind of like wild Republicans. And I I don't know. I kind of love it. It kind of spices things up a little bit. My my headphones died or something. I don't know what the fuck happened. So I missed the last part of that. Oh, I was just saying that, like, I think we're going to get like t- at least 10, maybe more. I, I'm not even completely yeah, keeping track, but like more 10 wild MGT type Republicans are about to get in to power and the Senate yeah. and the House governor, whatever. And I think I think it's going to be fun because, <laughs> you know, it's easy to like go after just Trump and kind of get like a united country against him, or at least the left against him. I think it's going to be a lot harder to do that when it's like Arizona has a senator that's a little bit, little extreme. And then, you know, whatever, Florida gets another extreme person. Like what, what is considered extreme? Like, I don't think they're extreme to us, obviously, but like more against the grain and what the regime and the press want, you know, going on and on about, gun laws or fucking getting like i mean you know mgt is like talk has blatantly said that we we should probably abolish the atf and it's like fuck yes like i i love that stuff she went she went on tim pool's show with thomas massey and like advocated for national divorce which is you don't hear any other like republican even mention something like that yeah there's like a bill every every year in texas that talks about it but no one Dude, takes it I, seriously. I, I, w- I kind of want to get someone on to talk about the Texas Republicans because I've seen some things about them that seem 
it seems like Texas might be becoming the state that we with that we know they are. <laughs> <laughs> what have you seen? That they're they're really passing a lot of bills that's separating them from the federal government and kind of setting up the state to to if the time ever came and and maybe pushed enough, they might be able to pull off a secession. Maybe we can find somebody that can talk about that. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I've only read a few articles about it, but I just, I mean, I don't follow Texas interstate politics that much, but it just, it seems like something's building up there is all I'm saying. That's interesting. That's fucking interesting. I don't know, man. It's fucking crazy. (laughs) Yeah. It'd be, it'd be, I mean, I think it'd be smart for states to start trying to protect themselves in the event that the federal government comes down on them because the federal government has started to, or I mean, for the last two years talked about withholding, you know, money to states and this, that, or the other, or coming onto state, like different states lands with federal um, police officers and running different kind of operations on fet on state owned land and things like that. And there's a lot that like, there's a, like, there's, I know Arizona, they don't, uh, I remember reading that they didn't let, like, they haven't let like the ATF or somebody run a raid in Arizona for a couple years or something like that. That's and then cool. like, that's there's, legit. there's, yeah. And I don't know if that's entirely true, but it's, it, it was either Arizona or some, some other state like that. Well the Arizona police will do it themselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys aren't going to kill enough people, so we'll do it. Yeah. Um, Arizona police pretty brutal, dude. <laughs> I think no they're one. they're like the biggest <laughs> civilian killers in the United States. I that wouldn't shock me, dude. I didn't really <laughs> I, I I think my like distaste for police came from living in Arizona, dude. Yeah, like dude. just Phoenix a few PD encounters and Mesa PD are horrible just the yeah just the few encounters i had with them i was like god dude like whatever like you guys are just assholes for no reason dude (laughs) it's just a whole bunch of old ass fucking military vets dude (laughs) i know that's what that they're like i think most of the cops i enact and encountered were like ex-military i think yeah army marine and the only reason i knew that is because they fucking told me (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it's like bro i don't give a fuck suck my dick i know dude so you know i i think it's smart for states to start like you know enacting policies because guess what you're gonna do one wrong thing and the president of the united states is going to bust down your door with the fbi because you said fuck the atf or something like that like yeah you'll just like like i think the funding is a very good point that you made where like if they threaten to take away whatever program or whatever shit that you have going on that you need the federal funding or you won't it won't exist but if you're trying to move your state in a certain direction and the federal government doesn't like that they can pull that funding away and basically pull some programs out from under you so it's like you kind of just in case it's not even saying that it will happen. I have, I really don't know. But just in case you kind of want to set yourself up to if the federal government would do that, it won't hurt you as bad or maybe not at all. Whatever you protect yourself from that. And that's how it should have been in the first place. And that's yes, the they point. Sh- 
Yes, they should have never took the funding because it gets you under the thumb of the feds. Yeah, which is it, it like it goes like that all the way down to the individual, right? Just never yeah. ne- once they can once they get you hooked on something. It's like getting hooked on welfare, it's super hard to get off. Like a lot of people yeah. it's very hard for them to get off because well, first off, there's a lot of fucking lazy ass people in this world. There's a lot of lazy ass people 100%. in this world that are just going to take it. But second off, it's like when you've learned to survive with that and you can get away with some of the things that you do, the instant that you do what you want to do, they're just going to be like, yoink, you don't need it anymore. And then you're, you know, you're like, I got hired at a place and they're like, oh, you got hired? Well, I guess you won't need this funding because you're hired and you're like, well, I don't start the job for another month. They're like, well, yeah, that yeah. sucks. And then you have to like take a, get out of the job. You know, it's the same shit. Yeah. So it's like all the way down to the individuals. Like the most that you can do is separate yourself from all ties that are government yeah. connected. It's, I think the biggest thing is like, you know, I don't really give a shit if you ever take state money. Yeah, I don't give whatever. a shit. I just the biggest thing is is never rely on it. Yeah. Is when you rely on it, that's when they have you. Because you have no choice. You have yeah, no option but to accept their money and do what you're told and take your shot and shut up because you rely on them to give you money. And that like that's the biggest thing to me is like never and I think that's what a lot of states are having problems because they rely on the federal government to fund half their shitty ass programs. Yeah. And it's like, you know, save up that if you can save up that nest egg. So if you have to get out of a state quickly because the state is, you know, forcing you to get vaccinated or, you know, forcing you to rat on your neighbors or whatever it is, you can be like, all right, I'm moving tomorrow and I have the money that I can do it. And it's hard. Don't get me wrong. It's hard to get that fucking money. But I mean, you can get far with a grand and then as long as you have a marketable skill that you can get hired pretty quickly, you'll be just fine. Like you just have to have that marketable skill though. And there's a lot of motherfuckers that I know that don't have any marketable skills. (laughs) Never worked in the service industry, never tried to sell anything, never worked a hard day in their fucking life. And that's why you're sitting there like, oh, I can't, I like, bro, if I have to, if tomorrow I got let go from my job, I could go work hard labor anywhere in the United States. I could get hired on as a fucking construction worker and figure out how to live. Like I could, I'd be just fine. I'd figure it out. But 100%. there's a lot of people that can't do that or have never done that. And it's like, well, you better find some other way to make yourself valuable to someone because I got a pee. Can- I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> But, you know, you just got to make yourself valuable somehow. And if you don't do that, then you're fucked. And a lot of people don't realize that. Marketable skills are one of the most important things that you can have besides money. Because that's the only way you're going to fucking make money. And the more... The more time that goes on, especially after the last two years, the more I've thought about this... And it's like, you have to, you have to hedge against everything that's happening currently, or else you're going to get fucking obliterated because shit is leading up to a point. And once we hit that point, 
Like there's going to be a lot of people that are in a really shitty situation. And even like, shit, I know all this and I still might be in a shitty situation, but I'm going to be less shitty than if it had happened, you know, when I had just gotten out of the Marine Corps, didn't really know what the fuck I was going to do. Didn't really have any money to like lay back on if I absolutely had to. So it's like, all right, you got to start making plans. And Typo and I were talking about this and we'll talk about it when he comes back. But it's like we've shifted. We, libertarians always want to talk about time preference. And it's like we've shifted our ideology or like my internal ideology in the sort of time preference that I have. And it's like, all right, there's things that I need to happen and that I need to be able to fall back on right now. But my time preference has shifted for the majority of things. It's like, I can't get rich right now. That's not going to fucking happen. Can't do it in a month. Can't do it in two months. But if you can set yourself up, so hopefully we have five years or 10 years or something like that, that by the time you're hitting that five-year mark or 10-year mark and shit really does happen, you're fine. And you can go on about your fucking life. And yeah, day-to-day stuff changes. But other than that, you're fucking sitting pretty compared to the rest of the world. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. And we kind of talked about this actually either last week or maybe a couple of weeks ago, but just like Yeah, it was just us two. We didn't do it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, you know, like you kind of already alluded to it, but lowering your time preference. And that's something I think that I kind of learned a lot from like investing in Bitcoin and kind of learned from actually listening to Bitcoin people like come on our show, like Carr and Rollo and, and, you know, I you never, especially when we were young, like, you know, we, I mean, I think, I think a lot of it has to do with the military because you can't really, I guess you, maybe I'm not saying it's all the military's fault. Definitely my fault too. What I'm saying is like, when I was in the military, my mindset was like, what am I doing next weekend? That's all my concern was. Like, or like you know two weeks from now or like whatever How am I getting like, into tomorrow yeah like my my plans weren't like in the future at all like i was i think i refused to think of the future because i just didn't even know what to expect or where i would be or what my goals were i was just like well fuck that dude i'm just fucking living right now bro <laughs> mm-hmm. and and a mindset like that as it can be a lot of fun we definitely had a lot of fun with that kind of mindset, but it also hurts you because you're not setting yourself up for any sort of success in the future. And I think like, you know, learning a trade or just a skill or like investing in in something that's not going to reward you tomorrow or even next month or hell, even it might not even reward you next year. It's some, but it's something that you can put a lot of your time into to where maybe that will help you in, like you said, five years or 10 years. And I think it's like, like, honestly, the the concept is actually very easy to understand. It's just that no one, like, I wouldn't even say that no one explained it to me or us. I think just the way it was explained and it was like, oh, that makes sense. That clicks. Like, you yeah. know, like when we were in school, they did like the, I don't know if you, I'm sure you probably experienced it, but like long-term and short-term goals. Yeah. You know, and they kind of, and maybe it's because it's school and I hated school. So I was like, fuck, you know what you're talking about? (laughs) Well, but your, but your long-term and your short-term 
So short term, it's like very easy to be like very specific. You know what I mean? Yes. And long term, especially at that point in your life, when you don't really understand how to get to certain places, it's hard to be specific, but it's also like incredibly important to be specific at the long term goal because you're it's like, all right, my short term goal is to make sure that rent is paid just fine every month and I have groceries and I'm not living paycheck to paycheck. Basically, I want to be able to have some money left over every month, even after like fun expenditures and things like that. So it's like short term. That's a short term goal. That's like, all right. And these are the steps that I can take to get there. You know what I mean? It's very easy. And it's things that you can put in place today that affects tomorrow. But a long-term goal, and like the one that I was talking about was, I want to make a million dollars a year by 35. And it's like, that's very broad. And it's like, all right, if you just said that, it's like, well, how are you going to do that? Like, you can't do that just by moving up in your company when you're a trade worker or anything like that. You can't just make a million dollars a year. Like, they're not going to pay you a million dollars a year to do your job. Like, for the most part, that's not how it works. So it's like, how are you going to do that? And you have to like, there's, you have to figure that out and then make plans to do those specific things and they become short-term goals. All right. So to do that, I need to do this, that, or the other in the next couple of weeks so I can figure out how to do this, that, or the other a couple of weeks from now and this, that, or the other weeks from then and keep going from there. And it's, it's difficult because you don't know how to get there because if you knew how to get there you'd already be there yeah right yeah yeah yeah. and you would have already done the steps to get there and it comes with a lot of trials and tribulations a lot of failures and things like that well that didn't work or that didn't teach me what i wanted it to and this that and whatever it is the failure is necessary yeah and the failure is almost more important than the success yeah so it's 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 like like the that's how you learn like that's how you learn like you fucking try at something over or whatever whatever your goal is over and over and over and you fail and i think i think a lot of people in our generation kind of have the mindset where they're afraid to fail or they don't want to try to do something because they're afraid of the failure but it's like you have to fail you are going to fail like that is just a given like that you have to understand that that is just a given in life you are going to fail at probably at 90% of everything you try to do for the first couple times. Like that's just yeah. how it, that's how it works. And then when you, but your failures is what you can learn from and figure out like, Oh shit, you know, I try to start a business or whatever. And my first four businesses failed. Well, now, you know, four ways not to start a business. You know, yeah. <laughs> like... you can dissect each way they failed and know why they failed. And then by the fifth one, you're like, all right, don't do those four things. Let's try this. And then it comes out and it works. But it's just it's just one of those things where the time preference thing is important. And it's yeah. annoying that it takes this long to get there. So if there's anything I can tell to any of the younger people that listen to us, it's adjust your fucking time preferences and make a goddamn plan. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, it, it, it's like, I think the simple way to put it is like, okay, you know, with the money I just got paid, I could go out and buy a new video game. Or you can save your money 
And in six months, you can buy a whole new gaming system. Yeah. Yeah, it's so the same it, shit. It's the sucks that, oh, man, your friend, you know, your friends got the new game and you really want to play with them. And it's like, you know, the new Call of Duty or whatever the fuck. And you really want to play. And your friends are like, oh, you got to get this game. But, you know, your system's old. You got to update it, whatever. So you're like, you know, put your head down, suck it up, play the games you already have. Hopefully you have some good friends that come play with you. (laughs) But then in six months, you have a whole brand new system and that it's a lot better or you needed the upgrade or whatever. And I think that's like just an easy, simple way of like lowering your time preference. But like instead of just like a six months time frame, your whole fucking life, man. (laughs) And you don't have to plan it out where it's like, all right, these are the expectations of each thing because you're not going to hit those all the time. It's not yeah. like that. It's just like, a, all right, this is the, the fucking rubric and I'm going to try and follow it as much as possible. And then don't get so down on yourself when one of those things doesn't hit the time that you want it to just be like, all right, why didn't hit it? Why didn't I hit yeah. it at that time? What was and, the problem? That's a failure. That's stars. something to learn from. And shoot for, yeah, shoot for the stars. Like you said, like, oh, I'm, I'm going to try to make a million dollars a year when I'm 35. Let's say you don't get there, but you're making three hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Well, that's yeah. a that's a pretty great way to fall. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. I, you're doing significantly better than most people at three hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars a year. So exactly. exactly. So shoot for the fucking stars. Yeah, because you know it's just it's just it just makes more sense, and when you put it in that perspective a lot of things start not becoming as big as you thought that they were. Like a lot of things are like, all right, I'm freaking out over this. And it's not that big of a deal because in the grand scheme of things, I have a lot more time and you shouldn't still enjoy things on the day to day. You have to, because it doesn't like, if you don't enjoy the day to day, then by the time you get to the fucking final part that you want to, it's not it will like the whole point was wasted because now you're just like, well, now I'm tired. It's like Forrest Gump when he ran all the way across the United States. He's like, I'm going to go home now. <laughs> it's just like, all right, you didn't even like get to enjoy the thing that you were doing while getting to the point that you wanted to be at. So it's still important to do that, but just fucking shift that time preference, man. Like you got to. Yeah. And I think like, you know what, like, yeah, like it's just, I, I think money is like a, a easy way to like, cause it's hard. Cause it's hard to be like, ah, oh, you got to save money, but <laughs> it's kind of saving hard to do money. That. Doesn't do shit. <laughs> it kind of hurts you in a lot of ways in this economy, yeah. but like, I don't know, like, let me explain it like this. Like, you know, like a lot of times, you know, what we would blow, like blow our money, like just, just blow it on like i mean not completely we still had money like left over because like drinking was cheap and taking cabs yeah, and yeah. out was pretty cheap but what if i just instead of every weekend i went out it was like every other weekend you know yeah like what would you save or just have extra money for whatever later on in life if i didn't blow a lot of my like half my paycheck you know on a weekend or whatever and yeah. it, it's just it's like, like our buddy, our buddy, he fucking went to Iraq and he doesn't just drink a lot. Our roommate, fucking skinny little white boy. 
he, oh, uh, yeah. he, he went to Iraq and everybody else came back and blew a fucking shit ton of their money because it was non-tax and he just didn't do a whole lot. And he, and you know, this is the bad thing is he didn't do a whole lot. So now he's like socially awkward and a really funny guy, but incredibly socially awkward and doesn't know what to do with his life except what his career is. But he fucking got out of the military and didn't have to worry about the GI bill. Like, yeah, he used the GI bill, but he didn't have to worry about the paychecks coming from the GI bill. He could do whatever he wanted. He could get the brand new truck if he wanted to. He could yes. do literally anything that he wanted because he had all of his money saved up. And then I'm not telling you to sit there and save your money, but it's just like he put himself in the position that he wanted to be in. So when he went to college and did the things that he wanted to, he had all the money he could and all the money that he did to do what else, whatever else he wanted to and not have to and have that stress of like, where's the money going to come from? Yeah. And let me tell you, financial stress with roommates or if you ever get married, whatever, it's like the number one problem between roommates and your significant other. Like, yeah. So like figuring yourself out financially at a young age will give you all of a advantage over the people your age, like ridiculous oh, yeah. advantage. So oh, much yeah. of an advantage. I wish, I wish a little bit of me could go back and be like, don't be a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> just beat the shit out of your prior self. Why are you doing yeah. this? Because you're dumb. You're just beat stupid. the shit out of my 21 year old self, dude. Like you fucking <laughs> retard. <laughs> Do you think you could beat the shit out of your 21 year old self? Yeah, probably. I could. I I think I could definitely beat the shit out of my 21 year old self. They'd be t- they'd be tough. Like like they'd be yeah. like I I wouldn't say like maybe not tough, but I would say like um more they'd probably be more athletic that's that's probably a given (laughs) more in shape and not not beat down by cigarettes and alcohol for another seven years so yeah i have more hatred in me i have more hatred in me for my younger self yeah i have more hatred in my younger self than my younger self had hatred for itself yes 100 (laughs) so i i think i could lay the beat down yeah and I could just emotionally damage them instantly too. Yeah. <laughs> I could I could fucking play mind games with myself. <laughs> I know You're not exactly, gonna amount to anything. <laughs> I know exactly what to say to like just get them to like swing first and be aggressive, you know? Like just you fight to like young men. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I can beat the shit out of my younger self. <laughs> I feel like when you're, I feel like you, and I, I mean, I feel like at, even at 50, you should be able to beat the shit out of your younger self. Yeah. Even at yeah, 50. Yeah. You better. Yeah. You should. You should be able to. Like at almost any stage, like yeah. from 50 and below, you should, at, if you're at 50, you should be able to basically be able to beat the shit out of yourself at any stage of life prior yeah. to 50. You get to like 65. Well, no, I don't. I nah. think you think you're over the hill, buddy. I think after <laughs> I think after fifty, you're kind of over the hill. Like you're you're pushing yeah. it. But I like fifty nine or fifty to forty nine. Like that might be a really hard fight. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's fifty but, versus forty nine. A lot of it's like the same. It's the same person in a lot of yeah. sense. <laughs> so it, if, that'd be that'd be like fifty to like forty five would be pretty close. It'd be pretty close. 
Yeah, but I would say at 50 to 40, you better be able to beat the shit out of yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's 10 years, baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You you got some – you can play the head games that the the 40-year-old couldn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, just more experience and, like, you already know what kind of bullshit you're putting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, person you are at that age. So you should be able to know how to fuck with them very easily. Yeah. And then the 40 year old like, would try to say something, and you're like, I already did that five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I overcame that a long time ago. <laughs> you're like, How old are you? 40? Yeah, that was when your ACL was torn. Bet. <laughs> Bet. That's when your mom died. No. <laughs> exactly. But I think that's a good place to fucking end it. I hope you guys enjoyed the fucking shit show. Got some good guests coming up, and uh, and we're gonna be on a, another person's podcast. We'll probably shout that out next week. And uh, yeah, 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 that's the fucking shit show. If you guys enjoyed it. We out.